Women in Faith podcast. I'm Stephanie Schwartz, the host of Women in Faith, and our podcast is here to help women trust and obey God by knowing and applying His Word. Uh, I'd like to think through the topic of honoring God in a world of social media. Um, I don't know if you've heard over the past couple weeks, there's a little behind the scenes drama going on at Teen Vogue. I guess a couple weeks ago, a social media manager at Teen Vogue complained about their newly hired editor uh, because of her harmful past tweets. Uh, the tweets, I think, had been posted about a decade earlier, but they were wrong, and she was asked to step down as a result. Uh, but it turns out that the social media manager who spearheaded this campaign to get the newly hired editor fired, uh, she had some past tweets that weren't so great as well. In fact, her past tweets were harmful and wrong. So apparently that social media manager, as well as other members of the staff at Teen Vogue, they all suddenly decided to lock down their social accounts, their Twitter account, and make them private. Uh, the point of that is that we live in a world where we are judged, evaluated, assessed based upon our social presence, our social media posts. Um, how do we honor God in this world where social media is used to sum up who we are? Uh, as Christians, we've got to be really wise and super thoughtful when it comes to what we represent through our social image to the watching world. And if you think, you know, well, people shouldn't be able to judge me based upon X, Y, or Z, it's really not a new concept that they should. Uh, Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, a new command I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Another. Then he said, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So Jesus is saying there's this rightful way that the watching world can evaluate whether you belong to him or not. And that is if you love one another. So uh, this idea of people being able to look at you, to look at the way you communicate or represent yourself and, you know, judge in a sense, whether or not you're in Christ is not new. In fact, you know, Jesus even said that the watching world has a right to evaluate you based upon your love. So I want to break this social media topic into three sessions today, kind of thinking through as Christians, uh, what should we be known for or how should we present ourselves on social media? Uh, then, you know, next time, how our social media time might be impacting our own souls. And finally, you know, how can we use social media for good? Uh, I, I like to ask the question, what would Jesus like? I mean, you know that uh, a like is when you give a thumbs up to a picture or a post on social media. You know, when we say, what would Jesus like? It's like, what would Jesus post? What would Jesus comment on? What would Jesus give the thumbs up to? And we can kind of uh, come up with a good answer when we ask that question because we have the scriptures, we have the gospels, the biographies of what Jesus taught and how he lived. And so we can think through these things. We can think, you know, would Jesus make this post? Would he comment on this post? Would he like this post? How would Jesus respond 
uh, if he were here living in a world of social media. Uh, so I think we'd have to ask the same thing that Jesus would call us to ask, and that is, how do we honor God in our use of social media? Uh, we know that when Jesus talked about the great commandments, what it was that we were to do to honor God, uh, he summed it up in something that, again, I know we all know very well, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And then although he wasn't asked for a second one, he uh, kind of put it on par with that. He said, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, on these two commands depend all the law and the prophets. So think about that. In our social media use, uh, we've got to think, is this... Is this uh, post, is this photo, is this comment, is this like, is it going to reflect someone who loves God with all their heart, soul, and mind? And is it going to reflect someone who loves their neighbor as their self, who has the interests of their neighbor above their own? Uh, I think to do this, we can ask ourselves two very basic questions when we go on social media. And these might seem super basic, but just a good way to remember, you know, are we doing this in a way that honors God by loving God and loving others? And the first is, you know, if I post this, if I comment on this, if I give a thumbs up to this, will I be seen as kind? Just an easy question to ask ourselves. You know, will I be seen as kind? So that's the first question. Because social media, I mean, we've all got to admit, has become a place for people to rant, uh, just to, you know, voice their opinions about everything that's wrong in the world and how it should be fixed. And as a result, I think we make statements that we wouldn't normally make if we were in a room with people. And we forget our uh, ability to be heard on social media. I mean, you know, if we have 10 friends and they have 10 friends and they have 10 friends, uh, we could end up impacting hundreds and thousands of people with the things that we comment on or like uh, because our friends can often see our posts and then their friends can see their posts. And we can make a big difference. And if you think about it, you know, if you went into a room with maybe 10 or 100 or 1,000 people, I mean, would you get there with a microphone and start complaining about the long line at Costco today? Or, you know, would you complain about the fact that you had to wait for this or that you're annoyed by that? Probably not. I don't think that that's really what you would want to be known as or identified by. So I don't think it's wise for us to be those ones who are just always venting or ranting on social media. I, I would go further than to say, than saying that, you know, if someone were to look at your social feed over time, would they say, you know, this is a woman who seems kind she's marked by kindness? Or would they say, wow, she's kind of inconsiderate or even mean? And, you know, what, what's really mean is when we say things like, you know, if you don't agree with me, then you need to defriend me right now. It's like, wow, would we say that face to face in front of people? If you disagree with what I'm saying, then you're no longer my friend. Uh, that doesn't seem like someone who's uh, loving their neighbor as their self. 
you know, you agree with me, it's either my way or it's the highway. So we got to, you know, think through that. Am I seen as kind? Uh, What would God say about the things that we post? Because God calls us to be kind. Uh, Think about Colossians 3, 12 and 13. It says, put on then, and I have a a jacket here with me, you know, if I were to put that jacket on, that's the same type imagery that's here. Put this on as God's chosen one, as someone who's holy and beloved. Uh, Put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So think about that. When someone evaluates us on social media, are we seen as someone who's wearing a compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, one who's bearing with others and forgiving others? Or, you know, think about 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. It says, finally, so kind of a wrap up here, all of you, so this is all of us who are in Christ, have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. And then do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. That bless means to speak well of. For to this you were called, that's your calling, that you may obtain a blessing. So again, we're to be unified, sympathetic. We're to show brotherly love, a tender heart, a humble mind, uh, not repaying evil for evil, but blessing, speaking well of others. And then, you know, finally, if we think, well, you know, we're trying to convince or persuade or win the minds of others. Uh, think about this, 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25. It says the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. We're not called to be quarrelsome people, but it says, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness, with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. So the Lord's servant, you know, the one who is serving God here is not to be quarrelsome, but kind to everybody, able to teach, patiently enduring evil and correcting with gentleness. And then, you know, God may perhaps grant them repentance, but we've got to remember that we have got to be kind, even when we feel the need to help others to see where they're off base or what our opinions are. So are we honoring God online by being known for being kind? Or are we the one who, you know, creates the rants or comments on the rants, gives, you know, uh, fuel to those rants and that fire? Do we give thumbs up to the rants? Uh, And, you know, we could unknowingly be used to harm somebody else because sometimes people go on social media and they'll post, you know, some rant and they're trying to make a dig at a fellow family member or a friend or someone that we're not even, you know, involved with. And when we go on there and throw our two cents in or like it, we might be just throwing another log on that fire, uh, getting involved in something that we shouldn't even be involved in. So we have to think, you know, would Jesus like that? Would he do that? Would he, you know, post that? Would he add to that? Would he give a thumbs up to that? And, you know, if there's someone who's just given over to rants or to anger, uh, should we even be 
in a sense, associated with them on social media. Think about this one, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. It says, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. So it's saying if there's someone who's just given over to anger, uh, someone who's wrathful, just always, you know, spewing out their anger towards, you know, the things where they've been cheated or ripped off in life. Uh, If you associate yourself with them, if you get on board with them, you're going to learn their ways and you're going to be entangled in the snare that's set up for them. So we've got to remember those things. And those, those rants, those posts or whatever, they can end up being a real stumbling block to other people. And I think that's the second question that we need to ask. Uh, The first is, you know, will I be um, seen as kind? And the second would be, this is super important, will I stumble others? Will I stumble other people? Remember, we all know that charge that Jesus gave, gave us, those two great commands. We're to love God and we're to love others. We're to love our neighbor as ourself. Remember, Jesus said, on those two things, depend or hang all the law and the prophets. So we've got to say, hey, am I going to stumble other people with what I'm posting, with the photos that I'm putting up, with, you know, the things that I'm commenting on? Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 13. Now, he was talking here about meat sacrificed to idols uh, in that culture, you know, in first century Corinth, that was a big deal thing. Uh, Meat was being sacrificed in the worship of idols. And apparently there were some people who had a past, past associations with, you know, that idolatry. And the thought of eating meat that was sacrificed to idols was both a stumbling block to them and might even embolden them uh, to go back and participate in things that God had delivered them from, and they shouldn't participate in those things anymore. But, you know, Paul was saying those idols are nothing. I mean, they're dumb in a sense. They're not gods. So he's saying that for the Christian, go ahead and eat the meat that's sacrificed to idols. But, he said, in 1 Corinthians 8, 9 through 13, 1 Corinthians 8, 9, but take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. Thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it's weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Those are some pretty powerful words. Paul saying here, if something makes your brother stumble, I'll never do it because I don't want to make my brother stumble. Like he says, the brother for whom Christ died died in verse 11 there. I mean, Jesus died for this soul, and now you have the potential to stumble them or to embolden them to do something that they shouldn't be doing because of your behavior. 
So let's think, you know, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. If doing something makes my brother stumble, I will never post this, or I will never comment on this, or I will never like this, uh, lest I make my brother stumble. So let me throw out, uh, I think I have about five things that have the potential for stumbling your brother or your sister. Uh, the first one uh, would be immodest photos. Immodest photos can stumble uh, another soul. Um, you know, I'm not talking about your shoulders or, you know, your legs when you're wearing shorts, but when you're focusing on your private parts, uh, you know, leaning down in that photo to make sure that your cleavage is shown or whatever, that's just not right. Um, think about what Proverbs 11.22 says. It says, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. So, you know, back in the ancient Near East, those gold rings, they would use them to accentuate their beauty the way we wear jewelry. And, you know, the pig was an unclean animal. The pig would go around and eat, you know, rotten food, eat out of the mud, even eat dung and feces. And to take that beautiful piece of jewelry and put it on a pig's nose, a pig's snout, uh, and getting it all full of rotten food and mud and even feces is the same as, you know, a beautiful woman who's without discretion. God's saying, you know, if you don't exercise modesty, you flaunt yourself, uh, you're becoming unattractive. You're just marring that beauty that God put there. So, you know, if you're openly parading private parts before your social media followers, I'd say you got to stop. You really got to stop. And you know, I know that you know if and when you're doing this. I know that you're thinking, you know, when you're holding that can of, you know, the new orange soda or whatever that you want to show on your Instagram post, and you're doing it in such a way that you're leaning into it, and your low-cut top is being exposed, and your cleavage is there, and the focus of the camera is really on your chest rather than the orange soda, you know what you're doing, and it's wrong. It's a stumbling block. I mean, think about the men that are out there that are seeing that. Think about the women that are out there that are seeing that, the potential to stumble others. So you know when you're doing it. God knows when you're doing it. And if you're doing it, don't do it anymore. Don't stumble another soul for whom Christ died by posting immodest photos. Uh, don't like the photos of people who are posting immodest photos, flaunting their bodies. Just think, you know, would Jesus like this? Would Jesus and his band of disciples post these things or like on these, these things? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. And the second one is... Um, I know it's a little controversial, but I would say, you know, refrain from posting photos with alcohol. Uh, there are people out there who could be alcoholics or have the potential to be alcoholics or be stumbled by your alcohol photos. Uh, remember what 1 Corinthians 8.10 said. It said, if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged or emboldened if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? So, you know, what if there's somebody out there and they're maybe, you know, off of alcohol? Uh, they shouldn't 
be drinking alcohol. Uh, I think it's wise not to drink alcohol. Um, I don't think Jesus would be posting, you know, all these photos with, you know, adult drinks or whatever. So, um, you know, if you are someone who's posting these photos with alcohol, you know, ask yourself, could somebody maybe who's, you know, a recovering alcoholic or somebody who stumbled by this be harmed by this photo? Uh, you know, what if Jesus said, you know, posting that photo with the alcohol, I know it's great and you love the background or you got a really good shot of yourself, but if it's going to hurt someone's conscience, uh, don't post it. And you might think to yourself, well, I don't care. You know, it's my photo and I can post whatever I want, but you know, think about what's the heart behind that. Again, we're called to love God and love others as we love ourselves. We're to uh, refrain from X, Y, and Z in order to keep from stumbling our brothers. So, you know, I would say if the great commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself, you know, think about all your neighbors out there who are seeing those things and have the potential to be stumbled by it or to be emboldened by it as well. Um, the third one I would say, and I know this is a big deal thing, I, I see it a lot, but uh, I would say bashing politicians is not something that uh, we should be doing if we want to refrain from stumbling our sisters. Uh, think about the words of Romans 13, 1 and 2. Uh, it says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. Uh, that's what Paul wrote 2,000 years ago, right? And uh, the authorities, when he wrote this, weren't such great guys. So it's not like our governing authorities are worse than the governing authorities at that time. In fact, the opposite is true. Those governing authorities were worse. And yet, you know, the call of the Christian is to be subject to the governing authorities, to realize that they've been put there by God and not to bash them. It doesn't mean that we can't express our opinions and share our ideologies and our beliefs and even be involved in politics. We should, but uh, we can't be bashing people. Uh, that text goes on to say in Romans 13, 7, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to whom honor is owed. So we are to honor those who have been put in positions of political leadership, whether we agree with them or not. Uh, if you got to speak your mind about politics, then go ahead and do it. But do it in a way that, you know, even the other side, so to speak, wouldn't be stumbled by what you're saying, that they would say, you know what, she's doing that with kindness. Uh, she's doing that with grace. And I disagree with what she says, but I can see that, you know, her focus is Jesus and she really loves other people. So just think, you know, would Jesus really make this post? Would the disciples, would they make this post? Would they comment on this post? Would they like this post? The fourth one's probably pretty obvious, but then again, I guess not. And that is crude humor. Uh, there's nothing wrong with fun jokes, but when it borders into that level of being crudeness, with of, of embracing crudeness, or when there's, you know, profanity involved or just anything that's vulgar, uh, we can't be posting that or commenting on that or liking that. Uh, think about what Ephesians 5.4 says. It says, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, 
nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So according to this passage, filthiness, foolish talk, and crude joking are out of place. And, you know, if you're being told by other Christians out there that, hey, it's no big deal if you cuss, not that big of a deal to use, you know, crude language, uh, to you know, get involved with filthiness or foolish talk. That's just not true. Uh, Christians should not be characterized by filthiness and foolish talk and crude joking. Again, they're out of place, as the passage says. So we want to refrain from posting or commenting or liking anything like that. And the last one that I think is important is we need to refrain from criticizing other Christians. Uh, If you have a problem with another Christian, work it out with them call them, talk to them face-to-face if possible, but don't use social media as the opportunity to bash them. Uh, You know, it's just not right. And that doesn't mean that we can't speak out against heretical teaching. Uh, That is when, you know, someone's put themselves up as a teacher in the the Christian world or the world of faith and they're teaching or preaching something that would cause those who hear it to miss the mark, uh, to maybe even be shut out from God's presence eternally because they followed this erroneous teaching instead of the teaching of Christ. You know, if we got to point that out, we got to point that out. That's a loving thing to do. But, you know, to air our dirty laundry, to criticize other Christians, maybe that, you know, go to a church down the street or a church down the street from the down the street church, uh, we shouldn't be doing that stuff on social media. Think about what Jesus said in John 17, uh, verse 23, for example. He's praying to the Father before he, you know, goes to the cross. And he says, uh, speaking of believers, he says, uh, I in them and you in me, that they may be, may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. So Jesus is there in this great prayer, John 17, uh, verse 23 again, and he's praying to God and he's saying, hey, uh, let I be in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, that they may be unified or in agreement. And the purpose of that is so that the world may know that you sent me, Jesus says, and love them even as you loved me. This Christian unity is necessary to the watching world. Remember that passage that we read in the beginning from John 13, where Jesus said, the world has the right to judge us or evaluate us based upon the way that we love others. And, uh, you know, this is important. We can't be trashing other Christians, criticizing other Christians in public forums because the world's going to look and say, why would I want to be a part of that group? You guys just tear each other to shreds. So if we're, you know, mad about something or angry about something, or we feel we've been mistreated or ripped off by another Christian, let's work it out behind the scenes. Uh, Let's not trash our Christian witness in order to voice and vent our opinions, because at that point, we're making things about us. We're not making things about God that uh, creating divisions, and there are those out there that use social media as a platform to be divisive, to create divisions, uh, maybe in their own local church or in the community of churches. It's just wrong. Uh, Jesus teaches against this. Uh, Listen to what Romans 16, 17 says. Paul's saying, I appeal to you. You know, I'm really 
begging you in a sense, watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. And then he says, avoid them. So we're not to have anything to do with people who, you know, have these uh, Christian bashing sessions on the internet or on social media. We're to avoid them. And then Titus 3, 10 and 11 says, as for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with them. Knowing that such a person is warped and sinful, he's self-condemned. Uh, somebody that's willing to divide congregations of believers, uh, they're warped, it says, and sinful and self-condemned. They're just thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about other people and the souls of others. And that's, again, what we're called to do. So, you know, we don't want to be out there airing our dirty laundry when we're fighting with other Christians. Uh, we don't want to do it on social media. It is right. We do need to expose heretical teachings and say, you know, if you follow this teaching, you're in danger of, you know, losing your eternity, of course. But this is, you know, our, our personal fights with one another. Let's not put those up for the world to see. So uh, let's refrain from the immodest photos, from our photos with alcohol, bashing politicians, uh, crude humor, and even criticizing other Christians based upon our personal differences. And, you know, you might be reading that or listening to that thinking, well, it sounds like I can't have any more fun online. Uh, you know, if that's true, if that's the way you're feeling, I was just reading yesterday with a friend from Francis Schaeffer's book, True Spirituality. And he begins by citing in what I was reading, Romans 14, 15, he says, if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you're no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So Schaefer was pointing out that love means that you're not going to grieve somebody by what you eat. You're not going to take your Christian liberties and use those to grieve another soul. He says, by what you eat, we could say by what you post, by what you comment on, by what you like, don't destroy the one for whom Christ died. Don't harm or hurt another Christian because of what you post or comment or like. Uh, then he says, this is the law of God. These are Schaefer's words. He says, in a very real sense, there's no liberty here. There's no liberty. You've lost all your freedom as a Christian. Uh, he says, it is an absolute declaration that we are to do this. It is perfectly true that we cannot be saved by doing this. We cannot do this in our own strength. And none of us do this perfectly in life. Nevertheless, it is an imperative. It is the absolute command of God. That is that we are to not destroy the one for whom Christ died by what we eat. We're not to take our liberties and use those in such a way that we destroy, that we harm another Christian soul. Like Schaefer said, in a very real sense, there is no longer liberty here. I like to say love limits liberty. When it comes to social media, if we really love, if we love God and we love others, we've got to limit our liberty. So as Christians, we need to meditate on this and ask ourselves the honest questions. You know, when it comes to our social media use, is our focus on God or is our focus on others or is our focus 
on ourself. We can ask as we post and comment and like, will I be seen as kind and will I stumble others? Because remember what we talked about in the beginning, the world is watching what we post. People are watching what we post and what we comment on and what we like. And even more important, God is true. And not only is he watching what we post and comment on and like, he knows why we're doing it, why we post that, why we comment on that, and why we like that. And that's got to be the most challenging thought of all. So next time, we're going to spend a few minutes thinking through how social media and our social media time might be impacting our own souls. Uh, But until then, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends and like it and comment on it. And you can even email, email WF, that's for women in faith, WF at compasschurch.org with any topic suggestions that you have, questions or even comments about this. And until then, I look forward to meet with you next time. Thank you.